Well, hello again, friends. It's good to see you. We've got a lot to talk about tonight. I'm a little bit disturbed as to what's happening to this great country of ours, this nation, this wonderful experiment in godliness. I'm really concerned. I'm very disturbed. But you know, we are reaping what we have sown. And tonight we're going to take a look at some of the problems that we face. And uh, we'll look at the potential solutions. But we are sure almost that man will not embrace those because if the foundations be destroyed, what can the righteous do? The 11th Psalm, verses 1 through 5. In the Lord put I my trust. How say ye to my soul, flee as a bird to your mountain? For, lo, the wicked bend their bow, they make ready their arrow upon the string that they may privately shoot at the upright in heart. If the foundations be destroyed, what can the righteous do? The Lord is in his holy temple. The Lord's throne is in heaven. His eyes behold, his eyelids try the children of men. The Lord trieth the righteous, but the wicked and him that loveth violence, his soul hateth. We are looking at a psalm of David that he actually penned while fleeing. There were twice, two times in his life that he had to flee. Once when he was hunted by King Saul after he had been anointed but yet not coronated. 1 Samuel 18 through 31, Saul chases him around the known world at that particular time. David had many opportunities to, to actually turn the tables on Saul, but he would not touch God's anointed. What a wise man. Then there was another time when Absalom, his son, tried to take his throne. And it was a very, very bitter experience for King David that's 2 Samuel chapters 15 through 18. But there is something about that third verse. If the foundations be destroyed, what can the righteous do? David's advisors, his handlers, were, were trying to give him advice that makes sense, strategic advice, scientific advice. But David knew that it was in God he said, in the Lord put I my trust. How say ye to my soul, flee as a bird to your mountain? No. David is actually saying, the Lord is my shepherd and I shall not want. And 
He is the one who is in charge of every situation. He is the one. I've been telling you, okay, our Lord is actually the, the director of everything that's going on here. They have no solutions. There is one hope. God said if he sends a pestilence like this, or if he brings a famine, or if he send locusts to devour the food of the land, he said, if my people that are called by my name will humble themselves and pray. And we are dealing with all of these items that he speaks about. In, in Second Chronicles chapter 7, in verse 13, he mentions the locusts. And we know what's happening throughout the Horn of Africa. Okay, we're going to see the actual result of it the next season. I mean, there, there's going to be so much hunger in that region of the world. Okay, so we have the the famines and we have the pestilences. Australia is still in trouble with the extreme drought conditions. So all I can say to you is the other shoe has to drop. But just watch. In a minute you'll you'll ask the question, can you hear me now? Because I'm telling you, God is the one in charge. Let us pray. We're gonna pray for our nation. We're gonna pray for our president. We're gonna you know Listen to me very, very carefully, okay? Uh, black lives matter. Yes, they do. All lives matter equally. That's what we're looking for. And I hope uh, it gets articulated in a way, because I, I can't say that black lives matter is a noteworthy slogan. I don't like it simply because it isn't owned by African Americans. Uh, take a look, you'll see. So, you know, I'm always a little bit ahead of the curve. And, and But I'm saying this to you, Black Lives Matter is a, a shell organization for the, for the Democrat Party. And you'll see that in the next few days as the story breaks. But I, I'm just saying, so Black Lives Matter is not a noteworthy phrase. You know why? Because Black Lives Matter only when they are interrupted by white people, or most notably law enforcement. Okay? Because if black lives mattered all the time with all of the black-on-black -black crime, I mean the crime waves in Chicago, Baltimore, even we're hearing about Philadelphia now, and I mean things are just out of control. And uh, there aren't any ones there. There aren't any white supremacists there doing anything to, can we say, stoke the flames as the anarchists are doing. And I mean, come on, can, are you paying attention to what's going on in the world around us? But you know the Black Lives Matter thing is just a rooch, okay? We understand that already, okay? And I mean it just like I said it. It's not that there isn't probable cause. Well, of course. I mean, of course. But when we stop and we consider... Uh, well, maybe, you know, you have to be careful. You don't want to ruffle any. You know what I mean? Everyone is a racist nowadays. It, it just seems. Uh, so I have to say it, okay? Because I can say what you're thinking, all right? How come the most innocent amongst black lives don't matter? We lead to, I mean, we are aborting so many of, half of our conception end in abortion. Black Lives Matter, and it's the same party, okay? You know, to see black pastors upset at, at Donald Trump, he, you know, you know what I actually heard? You know, he's trying to, to get us to open early because he's a racist and he don't like black people. No, 
He's trying to tell you that you should be faithful unto death. Unto death. Okay? Donald Trump is saying that the church needs to get back to worshiping so that we can pray for our culture. If my people that are called... Wait a minute, what people? I thought it was the Christian people. But now the Christians are uh, predominantly hiding out. Okay? Uh, it's unfortunate, but it's just the reality of the moment. So, I found out today that 35% of all of the people who are working from home have decided that they want to remain there. They're willing to work for less money because they can be at home and, and be more productive with their families and, 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 and their lives will have much more meaning. Okay, think about it for a second, even though you eat more while you're at home and, you know, it's, it's the place to be. Okay, so I just think about it for a minute. 35% of the new people who started working at home who weren't, they might have been at a desk before with a computer on the desk and spent most of their hours there. Now they realize they can do it from home. So guess what? 35%, that's more than a third, okay? Said that they wanna stay home and work from there. I wonder how many Christians are gonna say the same thing with regard to worship. Uh, think about it for a second, okay? We can worship at home. You can't, what are you gonna use to get them to come back? If at-home worship is equivalent to being in church worship, then, aha, uh -huh. let's see how you get them back. I'm praying because we have to, to realize we failed miserably, miserably. We know we got to have faith in the Lord you got to have some common sense, too. That's what all the pastors were telling me. Noel, you got to have common sense. You know, people are dying. <laughs> oh, yeah. They are. And some of the members of some of these churches have died, which is a tragedy, okay? Many African-Americans and otherwise Christians have died through COVID-19, but they didn't die in church. So what difference did it make? Huh? Why didn't you? What? What? What's your? What? Sheesh. Makes no sense whatsoever. You, no faith. Well, we have faith up until we get, you know, well, you know, people are dying. No. No. We don't trust God. We trust scientists. Dr. Fossey and Burks and, yeah. And the president is a racist. Yes. Isn't that amazing? He's the only one exhibiting faith right now, publicly. Okay? He held up a Bible hmm, across the street from the White House. Just think about it for a minute. In front of St. John's Church, how dare he hold up a Bible? What a terrible tragedy. America has fallen. And if the foundations, we can see it, be destroyed, what can the righteous do? How can you say the foundations are destroyed, Pastor Noel? Don't forget, we're coming back to pray, and I have to commend 
a few of the saints. I better do it now because you know how I get, okay? Leonard, thank you for your encouraging words and your continued support. I have a good friend named Leonard. I'm his last first initial is H of his last name. Good friend of mine. Okay, he supported this ministry of ours since I, I think almost from our inception. Okay, not just here with podcasting, but on the radio. AM, I'm gonna leave that alone. But in any event, longtime friend of mine, I didn't really get a chance to sit and speak with him at length, but I hope you're listening tonight, and I want to say thank you, Jeannie. F, first initial, thank you for your continued support. Tell your neighbor, I haven't heard from her, I hope she's still listening, okay? We need this hour, huh? Come on now. We need this hour, and we spend it together. Thank you for your prayers and your support, okay? Um, Virgil, thank you very much. Your family has been a tremendous supporter of our ministry. Now, of the names that I have called so far, just today, okay, um, Leonard, okay, Jeannie Fields, oops, no, I'm not supposed to do that, I can get people in trouble, okay? These are friends of mine, Virgil, Virgil, Okay, um, wonderful, wonderful saints. You know why I'm doing this right now? Because I do it all the time. I just thank them. Thank you for your support. Okay, um, I'm an African American. Is I guess how you'd classify me? I'm a black man. Okay. A lot of our support and 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 camaraderie comes from white people. But who is looking at race? Who does that? We can't do that as Christians. And that's why they have no qualms about supporting me. They support what I stand for and who I stand for. On tomorrow morning, I want you to hear this. To show how our ministry on the airwaves and the like have borne fruit. On tomorrow morning at 9 a.m., okay, um, we're going to assemble here at Perfect Peace. There'll be some saints from Perfect Peace and some from the Euclid Baptist Temple, Dr. Riz Nichols Church, okay? Now, I don't know him, okay? I love him. I know of him. I've heard his preaching. I've never met the man. If, if we were to walk up to one another, I, wouldn't, I, I don't even know what he looks like. But his spirit lives in those saints, from his church. You know, we have this Bible study thing that we do on Monday nights, and, and, and we decided to come together on tomorrow, and we're going to pair up, and we're going to bombard our community around our church here on Shaker Boulevard. You know, this, uh, I guess this would be the, the Shaker Square area, okay? Tomorrow, we're going to show, it's not diversity, and we didn't even think about all of this stuff going on in, in, in Seattle, okay? Could you imagine a self-declared autonomous zone in downtown Seattle? Could you imagine, okay? We're not even talking about that or this 
Our nation is being ripped apart from the inside out over this perceived, and in some cases, we got some problems. I have to be very, very careful about what I say, because timing is everything. Now, let me wrap this up. On tomorrow morning, we're going to come together and we're going to witness to some people in our community. All right? Um, there'll be some black ones and some white ones. Okay? We're together. Okay? We are together. And after we turn this community upside down, then we're going out there to Chardon Road. Okay? And we know what to do. We've done it, you know, lots of times. But we didn't decide to do this now. We've been thinking about it and talking about it for over a month. And we've been preparing to do it. So on tomorrow morning at 9 a.m., pray for us. Because uh, probably at least 10, 15 saints, okay, of every stripe, red, yellow, black, and white, we're all precious in his sight. And we're all worthy and useful in his sight. Okay, we're going to come together and we're going to go into the streets, into the hedges and the highways and compel men to come in. And Leonard, Virgil, Jeannie, Woodrow, okay, I can keep calling names, Mark, Coach Dwayne, all of you that, that are part of this ministry, all right, it's kind of like dividends for us. Do you know that the support that you send us is fruit that will abound to your account? We're concerned about saving lives, okay? We're not talking about wearing masks. We're talking about allowing God to reach people and save them to the uttermost that come to him through Jesus Christ. So on tomorrow morning, I just want you to be warned, there'll be fire in this neighborhood on tomorrow morning, okay? We're coming together, and we get, we, ah, we're going to turn this neighborhood upside down. Isn't it about time? That's the only way we're going to help America. I'm telling you now, we have to get back to God. The foundation has been destroyed. David is looking back at, at, at a couple of times in his life where things were falling apart. Like I said, we have a self-declared autonomous zone in downtown Seattle, they, in the Capitol Hill District. They're calling it CHAZ. Okay, think about this. CHAZ, Capitol Hill Autonomous Zone. Six blocks. They even have a police precinct. They have a, their own police station. Okay, now I want to see how they're going to tax the residents and all that because it's a, it's a, can we say a, a a micro version of what they want to do in America. Mm. You, you. Okay, think about it for a minute. Okay, defund the police. What am I stupid? What are you stupid? Defund the police. If you've ever listened to this show, you know which community needs them. There's no other community. I mean, the blacks and the browns need the cops. You know, it's not because we are terrorized by the whites. You know, it's just we need cops because there's a lot of crime around where we live. And that's, we can even find institutional racism there. 
You know, I was saying on last week that it, it costs more to insure a car where I live than where a lot of you live. So little things like that that affect people who already don't have enough of the resources to meet a lot of the everyday needs and you know what I mean and you know so racism is a is a weird kind of thing but how do we fix it how do we fix it God has given us an answer and there is no other hope there is no other answer to fixing this and what they are attempting to do in a godless society okay is try to bring about fairness even fairness comes from God listen it's not gonna happen it's just not going to happen. We're going about it the wrong way. Now, I want you to think about this. Now, the D.C. mayor, Muriel Bowser, last Friday, June, uh, was it June 5th or June 6th? Okay, last Friday, the 5th, okay? She had employees of the District of Columbia Public Works Department paint the words Black Lives Matter on 16th Street leading to Lafayette Square and the White House, okay? Since then, someone came along and they put equal signs and, and written a little smaller, it says, um, defund the police, okay? So let me get this right, okay? And, and she didn't stop there, okay? She renamed that section of 16th Street Black Lives Matter Plaza. Is that how things work now? Are you getting a glimpse of America's future? That's all I'm trying to say to you. I've been telling you this. There's almost no way back from it. I don't see how we're going to find our way back. Look at it. A nation that forgets God doesn't have a prayer. History is littered with nations that made this fatal mistake. Just think about it for a minute. On every level, we have the news media practicing journalistic malpractice. You, have you ever seen anything like this? If you're on the left, you're having a field day, but it's all lies. I mean, Okay, now that we're in the house, okay, we're, we're starting to come back out. But since we've been at home, I mean, there's been a resurgence of ratings in NBC, ABC, CBS, MSNBC, CNN, you know, these places. You know, I mean, now that people are at home, they go back to the traditional places that they get their information. And you know what? It's blatantly fake news. Can Donald Trump do anything right except win elections? He's a shoo-in for the next election. They're going to have to cheat or cancel the election or find some other way, all right, because there is absolutely no way that the American people want to live in Chaz. Okay? You know, that's the self-declared autonomous zone. Huh? Capitol Hill autonomous zone. Who's going to provide security? Black Lives Matter? What about the residents that live in Chaz? I don't want to live in Chaz. 
You see what's beginning to happen. They they know that in in they're not attempting to do it. They're attempting to destroy our country. That's what they need, right? If we can knock the wall down, could you imagine Donald Trump getting another four years where he can complete the wall? Could you imagine Donald Trump getting another four years where James Comey and, and Peter Strzok and, and, and Page and, and I can keep calling names and don't forget Brennan and Clapper and, you know, let me not call too many names. I've been paying attention though, but I, I'm just saying to you, could you imagine giving the president four more years to, to actually reshape the Supreme Court? And all of the circuit courts, could you imagine? No, they're thinking, hey, it's now or never. So if we have to keep you in the house until November 4th wearing a mask, okay, so that we can have mail-in voting, we'll do that. If that's not going to work, well, guess what? You stopped us from a lot of the churches, let's face it, not in Ohio, okay? I can't claim that Ohio has any prohibition on worship, okay? No, the pastors close the churches on their own, okay? The, the governor in Ohio never required that churches do anything. He gave the same guidance for churches as he gave for, for, for liquor stores and marijuana dispensaries and drug stores and all of the other places, okay? He told us to social distance and the like. So we can't claim that Mike DeWine in some way infringed on our ability to worship, but many governors and many local administrators had, and we've spent enough time looking at it. So my point is this. If we can see We know they hate us. They hate us as Christians. And, and, and yes, they, they would chomping at the bits to, to restrict worship. Here lately, I believe, uh, what's his name, Fossey had said that he doesn't think communion is a good idea. What, what, how you single communion out? Who would do that but the devil? Because Jesus said, this do in remembrance of me because it shows my death and suffering until I come. You're supposed to be in science. What you talking about communion? You understand what I'm saying. So we could see that, yes, they did attack us. But nevertheless, not in Ohio, okay? No, we just, you know, I mean, pulled a hamstring and, and come out of the race, you know. We die out here. It's, it's dangerous. So black people are dying more than white people. Maybe that's why we needed to be in church more. Maybe God is saying something. I don't know, Okay. All we can do is look at the evidence and, and try to ascertain what God is saying because he isn't too clear on it in the Bible. So we hide and we shelter. No, that's not what we do. While the world is in darkness, it's time for them to see a great light. Okay, And I think we have so dishonored our Savior. And guess what? The members now see that we have no faith. Hmm? Yeah, we are doing it to see for you. Yeah, we close the church for you. Yeah, can even have your funerals if you died of COVID nineteen. Can even do that. Why? Why? Huh? Why? We had a funeral. Okay. Uh, perfect peace is you know we're pretty up in age. We've never missed a Sunday. 
We didn't have to sneak and, 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 and to worship. We just needed to practice social distancing, so we did that. We haven't missed any Sunday. Okay. The ones that haven't come, well, maybe they'll come back, maybe they won't. We don't know. It's been months. But we've been here worshiping, and all of our faithful have been at church worshiping. Okay. Why? Because you need prayer. Some of us have to come together to do it. I know it doesn't matter where you do it. Daniel just opened his window towards Jerusalem and prayed. Because Solomon won him that grace. But we know what God asks us to do. Okay? And we, he wants us to come together. He wants us to worship him the way he wants us to worship him. Not the way we feel that we ought to be allowed to worship him. You know, it's amazing. Okay? Now that technology has advanced and we have social media as an alternative platform to make friends and to interact with people, we want God to come into, the, into cyberspace with us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Of course he is. Hmm? Feeling. Okay? Fellowship. But we can fellowship. Hey, I got 2,000 Facebook friends. How many of those equals one real friend that sticks closer than any brother? Just stop it. Okay? We're just playing games with God, and we know it, and we got busted. Okay? Because the trial of our faith worketh patience, and guess what? There's no faith, very little faith on the earth right now, okay? And your members know it too, okay? So I'm praying that the Lord, you know, somehow either closes some eyes or opens some eyes so that we can get back to worship. So I'm praying about that, but let's continue. So these are the issues that we face in America. When the church voluntarily surrenders, what hope? do we have to retain our freedom, okay? If they know we're willing to close down for a flu-like virus that has killed a lot of people, no one is belittling or denying anything, but we shut down worship for that. It's not gonna take much to get us not to worship in the future. Okay, please understand all I'm saying. Precedent. We're not getting America back. Okay? Everyone is going to vote, regardless of what we have to say about it, because everyone in New York can get a driver's license. Everyone can register to vote. Everyone can vote. You don't need an ID to vote. So we understand how things work. But let me tell you something. If the foundation... Be destroyed. What shall the righteous do? We are concerned about Derek Chauvin, okay, in Minneapolis. You know, the neck kneeler. Now you're, you're starting to hear that stuff that they knew each other and all this kind of stuff. We don't know exactly what transpired just yet. We just know he kneeled, knelt on that guy's neck until he died and stayed there for an additional two minutes. Someone asked me, uh, I said, I'm not a lawyer. I don't play one on TV. Someone said, Shouldn't, isn't that corpse abuse if the guy had been dead for, for two, three minutes? I said, oh, that's, you know, no. <laughs> but anyway, you understand the question. The bottom line is this, Derek Chauvin, we want to correct problems on that level while James Comey, who was the chief cop, the chief law enforcement officer in the country. And you know it's a, it's a felony to lie to the FBI. This guy been lying 
We haven't recorded lying. He lied to the president. He lied on the president. He lied about everything. Russia, 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 Russia. Some of y'all idiots still believing that Russia stuff, even though, why are you just watching CNN? They just lie. So with the institutions such as the media and such as academia, okay, the left, the progressive have taken over all of the college campuses. You know what's going on. They have suppressed conservative thought for the last decade. Hey, it is what it is. Now you've been sending your kids there, and now they're talking toxic masculinity, okay? The white men need to become more like white women. Behave more like girls. The black one's doing it, too. Oh, we got plenty of those in our neighborhood. I'm telling you now, man. You hear Joe Biden pandering to all of the homosexuals in the African-American community, talking about how misunderstood we are and how, how they're so abused and all that stuff. Listen, take it out on your daddy, all right? He's the one mostly responsible. He should have been there to nurture you so that you don't have to gain all of your, can we say information that you learn from observation from your mother okay she is emotional women God made women more emotional than men okay then you leave the house as emotional as your mama or your sister but with masculine strength that's dangerous and that's what we that's the problem we having but all these boys want to be girls all these girls want to be boys America is toast and guess what? You can't stop your child, no matter what age. Daddy, he didn't say, Daddy, I want a, a candy cane. He didn't say, Daddy, I want a, a snow cone or a lollipop. He said, Daddy, I want to be a girl. Are you supposed to jump to it? Okay, son, I'll help you to become a girl. Okay? Is that how life works? Suddenly, gender and sex are two different things. Gender can be reassigned, they're saying. It's too late. This is what they have been teaching the children. And you saw what they did with COVID-19. They sent the recovering COVID sufferers with antibodies to the nursing homes. Boom. Because the last bastion of faithfulness is seniors. You understand that? We kind of like stiff and set in our ways. We believe in God and nothing can change our minds. Guess what? When, they, when you look at the tail of the tape for COVID-19, you're going to say, oh my God, it just killed old people. And the pastors are going to use that for cover too because you know a lot of the church members are older. A lot of the pastors are older too. And, you know, I mean, we, we weren't sure about this, you know. Could have been, I mean, you know, they still don't know. That's what I hear. Okay? Jesus knows. Okay? He is the one. Yeah. We get our marching orders from him. I got into an argument just yesterday. Another pastor, you know. Okay? But I didn't. I said, look. You're not responsible for life or death. If you think you are, okay? If you think you are, 
then you are in terrible, terrible need of a relationship with the Lord. Because every time, you know, God said there's no man like him in all the earth. He said, have you considered my servant Job? Okay, notice how I said that. Okay. When Job lost all of his children, all ten of them, they were celebrating the oldest son's birthday in his house, and the Lord allowed the devil to send a tornado to tear the house down and kill all ten of Job's children. He lost everything on that day. Everything he owned was gone. And Job did not curse God, nor charge him foolishly. Job said, The Lord giveth, and the Lord hath taken away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. If you don't preach that, okay, then I don't know what you're doing. Not the scientists. They don't need science reports from you. Okay? They need to hear what thus saith the Lord from you. Okay? They don't need for you to give them your political bent. And you know, 91% of African Americans vote Democrat. How dare you? You can't justify that as a Christian. What are you, crazy? They kill the children. They're the ones killing the babies. The Democrat Party. All of this stuff that God hates. Let me tell you something. I don't care what anybody tell you. Yes, there's all type of cultural diversity, but there's no sexual diversity. There's male and there's female. Anything else is confusion, is what God said. And we know how he feels about it. And he said, I turned Sodom and Gomorrah into ashes, condemning them with an overthrow and making them an example unto everyone that will come along later and do it. But we did not get the memo. So what's wrong with God destroying America? If God does not destroy America, he's going to have to apologize to Sodom and Gomorrah. They never once put their chins into the lap of God and say, well, not only are we going to do this, but we're going to actually hijack the institution that you gave the family, marriage, and we're going to call it marriage equality. But yet you all love Obama. Mm. Don't worry, you'll learn more as time go on. But you hate Donald Trump. He held up a Bible. How dare he? Uh, he's the one who told the governors, hurry up and open the churches up because we need more prayer. And you know what the bat black pastors did? They cowered in fear when he said that because they don't want it open back up just yet. You know, can, can we wait till this thing just goes away first before we open the church? Church is not that. It's not an essential service is all they're saying. Goodness. But why are you on churches like that? Because I belong to Jesus Christ. And the just shall live. How? By faith. For without faith it's impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is. And that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. We understand that. I'm going to tell you something right now. We saved by God's grace through our what? Through our what? Yeah. 
sure. By grace, His grace, unmerited favor, and our faith. So we put all of our trust in Him. Okay? Okay. It is appointed unto men to die, and after death judgment. But unto them that look for Him, we're talking about Jesus, shall He appear the second time without sin unto salvation. Ta-da, there it is. Jesus is Lord. Okay. And He's Lord over COVID-19. He was Lord over MERS. He was Lord over SARS. He was Lord over the swine flu. God knows what he's doing. So if you're going to trust him, trust him. Repent of it. Apologize to your members and open the church back up and get back to worshiping Jesus Christ. Okay? And pray that they all come back. Because a lot of churches weren't able to follow you into cyberspace. A lot of ministries weren't able to survive. There are a lot of older pastors, community churches, that needed a little bit of faith. But because you guys couldn't run, they couldn't run too. But they didn't have the budget to continue. Their members didn't continue to give money even though they were closed. You know how it is. mighty God we serve let me get back to my message there's no fix for what's wrong in America other than repentance could you imagine a nation adrift how many voices do you hear standing up for God How many? Where are we standing? Are you in the intersection? Are you in the hedges and the highways or are you social distancing and sheltering in place? My, well, Noel, I'm on the phone all the time now. Oh, isn't that wonderful? Well, a buddy of mine, a pastor, told me, man, I'm really talking to my members now. Yeah, well, I mean, everybody at home and stuff, yeah, that's good. Okay? Hmm. <sighs> Listen to me for a minute. Let me tell you what we are doing. We have one mission. That mission is to go into the hedges and the highways. That's everywhere. Okay? And we have to demonstrate kindness and generosity. For as the body without the spirit is dead, so faith without works is dead being alone. You can't, faith is something that needs to be witnessed. We demonstrate kindness and generosity. You know, there are a lot of little things that we do in ministry. You know, I'm, here's, one of, here's a ministry that I have, okay? There are a lot of kids on the next street over, Buckingham, where I live. A lot of kids um, don't have bicycles. 
So what I do, I've gone out. And, and there are times I've picked up a bicycle on the side of the road one day, you know, because it had a flat tire. And, you know, mothers and children, you know how it is. I mean, the bikes get tossed as soon as something goes wrong with it. Anything goes wrong with it. Who has time to, you've only paid like 80, 90 bucks for the bike in the first place. Who knows how to do all of that stuff. So some of these bikes, the kids, the seats are so low. Okay, because there's nobody in the family who that kid get a seat lifted up. They say, oh, I didn't know that was supposed to happen. So you do it and you show them how you do it. That's what we do. All right. I've changed their inner tubes for them. Yes, I've gone to Walmart a couple of weeks, a week ago. So I went to Walmart, spent a whole bunch of money buying inner tubes. Yes, because they had a bunch of bikes and a lot of the kids, you know, hey, uh, And I keep trying to tell them, okay, just because I give you a bike, it doesn't mean that I'm responsible for its maintenance. But you know how that goes. Okay? So I have a bike ministry in my neighborhood. And I think, I mean, you know, <laughs> hey. We do little acts of kindness and generosity. Now tomorrow, all of those kids that know me, we're going to go to their homes tomorrow. And they're going to introduce us to their parents. You got it? Okay. Some of those kids been up here already. And, you know, that's what's going to happen tomorrow morning. And, you know, we're going to go meet some families and, and, and do some other programs and projects that can get those families up here. Because if you win the child, a lot of times you win the parent. Okay. And we're going to win the children. Okay. And heaven knows, in our community, we need mentors. We need men. There's a shortage of men. Come on, let's face it. A lot of the stuff you see running around in the hood are not men. They might be masculine, but they're not men. Okay, please understand. Big difference. A man shoulders responsibility. If you're at home taking care of your wife and taking care of your children, yes, that's wonderful. And you need to be commended. Take it outside. Let some of the other kids benefit from it also. Fix their bikes for them. Raise the seat for them. Adjust the handlebars. When they bought it, they got it just like it was. Sometimes that stuff be so loose. And the poor kids, you know, they, they're thinking that's the way the bike's supposed to work. Because there aren't any men who understand how things work. So that is a big part of our problem. So a lot of our kids lack direction. They're not going to get it in school. You don't have to be a boy if being a boy is too complicated or too difficult or too challenging for you. And girls have it a little easier in your estimation. You can become one of those. That's how life works today in America. And we're wondering if the foundation has been destroyed. Yes, it has. Okay, we outsourced teaching our children to progressives that were on a mission, okay, to take our children away from a God or Christ-centered 
nation into this socialist metropolis America is going to become a melting pot. We tear down all of the borders and we become the North American Union. All guns are banned and the Democrats run everything. What a utopia. The news media is in total concert, okay? Social media is in total concert. Could you imagine Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and all of these other platforms, okay? All belong to the left. Can you see the boat leaning to one side? There's no way. There's no way that we're going to keep them from power. There is no way. America, as we knew it, is no more. And you know it already, don't you? Isn't it sad that it may break down into factional? Your neighborhood may have to protect itself. Who would think I shouldn't be talking like this in America, but that's what's been happening? People are afraid. Good people in America are afraid. You don't have to apologize. If you're listening to this broadcast, I'm not worried about you being a racist. Because by the time we get a hold of you, or, and Jesus get a hold of you, guess what? You don't even look at skin color anymore. We're going to heaven. We are citizens of heaven. And none of us were able to qualify or to meet the entrance requirement without Jesus. Not one of us. So, this is where we are. We understand this. So if America has any hope of racial equality or, or, or any type of tolerance on any of these levels, we'd have to get them converted. Huh. Now we're starting over from scratch. <sighs> but you know what? If God be for us, who can be against us? Because if God is for us, he's more than the world against us. So if you start at home with your wife and children, even if you're not married and you have some children, if you're not married, don't have any children, hey, you still have a witness. Be a big brother. This is who we are. We are Christians. We have to make a difference. You know, the empowerment that we can bring back to some of these households. We need your help. Okay? We really need your help. We need your support. Okay? We're doing a good work, but there's so much more to be done. And now, increasingly, you can see what's going on out here. Okay? There are fewer people doing what we are doing now, trying to reach people. People are afraid. They're social distancing. Democrats are wearing masks. Conservatives are not. That's how it's broken down. I'm not saying we're not. I mean, they're, they're, they're talking about it. They don't mean it. You know they don't. You can't have church worship in most states, but you know what? 
Oh, they're giving masks to the protesters. How come they don't have social distancing requirements in place? Huh? In Chicago, Lightfoot was sending cops to arrest Christians to keep them from worshiping. Yet Chicago was burning, baby, burning. And we, we heard that conference call that she had with her alderman and the like, you know, where they were saying, hey, look, our city is going up in flames around here. Okay, what's going to start happening? Remember, that's what Lopez said. What's going to start happening? He said, some of these guys in my district with their AK-47s are going to come out to protect their neighborhood. Somebody better protect the neighborhood. I can't get mad at anybody who want to protect their community. We are the treasure our community. But oops. Now we're going to have to go further to shop. What's Noel doing tonight? I'm venting a little bit. I'm allowed. Okay? But you know what? My anger is a righteous anger. It really is. Because I know the only solution to these problems is Jesus Christ. The only hope that we can have right now is that we get back to God. And we move and we turn things around. We need to just repent, to stop where we are and turn around and go to Almighty God and thank Him. And you know what we're going to be doing for the next five minutes? We're going to be praying. We're going to be thanking Him for who He is. And the fact that we know who he is in America. And we're going to thank him for a leader that put prayer back in schools. Did you know that Donald Trump put prayer back in schools? Uh, we've been lamenting it for 30 years plus. Oh my God, they took prayer out of school and it's been downhill ever since. Well, guess what? He put it back. Huh? You don't have to worry about all the bathroom signs and all that kind of crazy stuff anymore. Male, female, man, woman, boy, girl. Boom. That's what he said. Okay? He defunded Planned Parenthood. How come they got all that stimulus money to continue to kill all these African-American babies? You know, the abortion movement was created for us. For, now it's for us and by us. Okay? Just as dumb, killing all of our kids. Okay? And they're having a blast because, guess what? You are a casualty of climate change. Yes, you are. Minions of the Democrat Party. Okay, now you're tearing down all your monuments. Huh? All of those Confederate monuments belong to that party that you so love and you're a supporter of. Did you know that? Why you gotta tear down statues of Robert E. Lee? Huh? Christopher Columbus too? Who is the racism police who determine who is, you know, come on now. We better get a grip of this thing and better get a grip quick, okay? Or something bad is going to happen to us, like America gets dissolved and become a cesspool of who knows what. We are already trending poorly in public relations. Huh? This is the nation that was lecturing China 
okay, on human rights abuses. Huh? Then everybody in the world is protesting because George Floyd's neck. You all understand what I'm talking about? I don't care what you think about George Floyd. You can't find any fault in anything there. Okay? I know Chauvin had an axe to grind of some kind because that was evident. Plus, you know, they worked together at a nightclub. Okay? For over a year. You know, they saw each other, you know, on those nights when the black people rented the club and stuff, you know, and he did bouncer stuff outside and Chauvin did the stuff on the inside. And the owner of the club said he would mace black people all the time. He just liked to mace black people. Well, if I, yeah, you know, didn't need mace. You know, but you all understand what I'm saying. So we understand, uh, you know, things happen. But you know what? That's not representative of all law enforcement. How dare you do that to cops? Their lives are on the line. They're doing difficult work. They have to face down these hoods and hoodlums day and night. And let me tell you something, okay? Them hoodlums are having a field day right now, and everybody wearing a mask just like him. <laughs> no facial recognition. Huh? This isn't going to work out well. I'm sorry. It's just not. The answer to lawlessness is not less law enforcement. Please, just stop it. Okay? Y'all are dumb listening to these people that are leading you. They're dumb. Okay? They know you're dumb. And they're giving you dumb suggestions. And you're following that stuff hook, line, and sinker. And at the end of the day, guess what? Black lives are going to matter even less. Okay? Because they're laughing at you. They're laughing at you. Because you're uneducated. You don't know. You're watching Don Lamont on CNN and Anderson Cooper and these other homosexuals who hate God and hate Donald Trump. Huh? That's who you're listening to. He's standing up for Christianity. If you can't see that, I don't know what you're looking at. Maybe skin color. Stop it. Just stop it. You're wrong. You're listening to the wrong voices, okay? Let his works speak for him. Oh, my God, he talked about those African countries. He called them some kind of whole countries. Remember? A hellhole, those seven hellhole countries. I don't want to visit any of them because I've always said that's what they are. Yes, they are those countries, okay? You don't even know who lived there. They have no, no civil government. What? You want people to immigrate from there to here? not going to happen. We got to be able to vet people. We got enough crazy folk in the country. Okay? So please understand all I'm saying. I'm just a Christian. That's all I am. And I'm a gentle one too. I believe in the Second Amendment. I believe everyone has that right. And I think that's a wonderful right. And as long as I have it, I'm not worried about anybody. No matter. You know why? Because I've got Jesus. That's what I've got. I've got Jesus. Okay? You want him? Do you want to know him? He's not, he doesn't express himself the way that I do. There's a lot of work in progress with Derek Noel. This is a hard hat area. You know what I mean? I'm just kind of rough around all the edges. I'm likely to say anything. 
Jesus said, come unto me, all you that labor and are heavy laden, and I'll give you rest. You can find rest for your soul in Jesus Christ. There's no feeling like that feeling that you receive when you accept Christ as your Lord and your Savior. You know what is lifted? The burden of not knowing when you're going to die, how you're going to die, and more impressively, where you're going when you die. Oh boy, you can sit down and breathe a sigh of relief like Nicodemus, you know, came to Jesus at night. You know, he was afraid of his crowd, you know. But once Jesus settled it in his heart, he defended Jesus all the way up until after his death, he went to beg for the body too and to prepare spices and the like with Joseph of Arimathea because his conversion was real, okay? Give your heart to Jesus, I'm telling you. Without him, it will continue. It's going to go downhill from here. But you know what? You don't have to go downhill with it. America isn't mentioned in the end game narrative. I'm sorry. Okay? So I'm not gloating or bragging. I hate it. But we knew this was coming. And now it's here. Save yourself from this untoward generation. Okay? That's what I have to say to you. And there's a lot of gods around, but neither is there salvation in any other. No, there's none other name given under heaven among men whereby we must be saved. Jesus is the only hope. He is the only way. There aren't many paths. Don't, hey, forget the Pope. Forget all of that crazy stuff out here, okay? You can go out and listen. Jesus is Lord. There is one God and one mediator between God and man. That's the man Christ Jesus. He's the only one. Okay? Only one. If you try to get to heaven any other way, if you try to do it because you're going to keep the commandments, do your good works, you go, whatever. No. No. It's failure. It's failure. Not by works of righteousness, which we have done, but according to his mercy, he saves us. By the washing of regeneration and the renewing of the Holy Ghost, whom he shed on us abundantly through Jesus Christ our Lord. Give your heart to Jesus right now. He died on the cross for your sins. You've heard the story. He was buried and he arose again from the dead on the third day. There's enough physical, there's ample physical evidence that it actually occurred. All of those places are still there. Okay? But there is no DNA evidence, no bones, because he arose from the dead. Okay? A physical bodily resurrection. And guess what? You can follow him into everlasting life. But what do you have to do? Believe that he died on the cross for your sins, that he was buried, and he arose again from the dead. Now you go to him with that belief. And you apologize to Jesus for your sinfulness. He will wash away your sins. The Holy Spirit will take up residence and you'll be born again. And then you'll be on that journey, and he leaves you with peace that passeth all understanding. Okay? And that's where we are in Christ Jesus. I know you believe. You've heard the story a million times. The crucifixion was, was horrific. Okay? But it was the just for the unjust. He was giving us life. 
Almost all things are by the law purged with blood, and without the shedding of blood there is no remission of sin. It was therefore necessary that those patterns be even copied in heaven. But heaven itself with better sacrifices than earthly bulls and goats. Christ entered into heaven itself, having obtained eternal redemption for us. Listen to me, man. Jesus is Lord. Jesus is God. Okay? And he's the only way for you to get out of here in one piece. Okay? The only way for you to leave this planet in one piece is to put your trust in Jesus Christ. Okay? Otherwise, it's not going to be pretty. Because it is appointed all men to die and after death guess what judgment and guess what at the name of Jesus every knee is going to bow anyway so he's going to be the judge so you either found innocent now or you found guilty later ah come on don't wish don't do this don't do this water take the water of life and drink and live it's all around you don't die of thirst okay just repeat after me, Almighty God, my Heavenly Father, I thank you for loving me. I thank you for sending your Son, Jesus, to commend your love toward me. And that while I'm yet a sinner, he died for me. Lord Jesus, thank you for your sacrificial death on Calvary's cross. Thank you for dying for my sins in my place on that cross. But you didn't stay dead. You arose from the dead with all power in your hand. And I believe it in my heart. And I'm confessing my sins to you. And I'm asking you to forgive me of my sins and save my soul. Thank you, Lord Jesus. I repent now. And you are my Lord and my Savior. Father, I ask these blessings and thank you in the name of your Son, Jesus. And the people of God said, Amen. Now, we're going to pray together for our nation and for one another. And we're going to pray about the work we're going to do tomorrow. And we're going to pray about the work that we've done here tonight. Let's pray. Gracious Lord our God, Father, we come to you not just bearing our sins, but we come bearing the burdens of our families. We realize that, Lord, we need you. Without you, we have nothing but failure. We put our trust in you entirely, O oh God. We're not going to lean upon our own understanding. Thank you for loving us unconditionally. Thank you for your patience with us. But Lord, all that you are with us, we are not with people. And we ask that you would help us to do it better. Help us to walk our talk. Help us to walk circumspectly in the midst of a crooked and perverse generation, O oh God. Help us to shine as lights in a darkened corner. Oh God, thank you for blessing us with people that love us. You've blessed us with families, and we are crying out unto you for our families. We're crying out unto you for our supporters. We pray for Ernest, oh Lord, and we thank you for David and, and so many others. Oh God, we ask that you would bless Tim and Lou and, and Becky and and so many others, oh Lord, that you would just bless us. Woodrow has been wrestling with some issues, and we know that you love him, and we thank you for his work in this ministry, oh God, and we pray that you will continue to keep us all through all that we must go. Oh Lord, there's a lot of difficulty in the land right now. We're crying out unto you for America, Lord, from sea to shining sea. We have problems and we're crying out unto you because, Lord, we can't solve these problems. We realize they are unsolvable without you. 
So we're bringing them to you right now and asking you that you would take the lead here, O oh God. First, that you would stop this contagion, this COVID-19, this, this, Lord, stop it. Please give us a little relief right now so we can get back to our lives. But Lord, even if you decide not to, we are still going to get back to our lives because we trust your governance of our lives. And we don't know which way you're going to go in any of these issues or who's going to live or who's going to die. But we trust your governance of our lives and our families' lives, O oh Lord. So we will move with haste because we don't know who you're going to take, but we're just asking that you spare our own. But who are we to deserve such a special blessing that we're asking for, O oh God, that we should get more than someone else? Because we are your children. We are your workmanship created in Christ Jesus. And we are the ones who are interceding for our whole community, O oh God. So we pray that your righteousness wins the day. To the end that we might see a nation revived. A people reborn. Not of the flesh, but of the spirit. And then we can live out the creed that we have, O oh God, that all men, black, white, all of us would live together, O oh God, that we would be blessed in America. But Lord, we know that day might not come. So what thou doest, do quickly. We cry out unto you for the nation of Israel, O oh Lord. We realize that those branches were broken off that we might be grafted in. But the time is coming not long from now when you're going to focus your attention on those branches again. So, oh God, while you're still focusing on us, don't pass any of our supporters by, any of our loved ones, the people who are listening to this podcast tonight, oh Lord, bless the work of our hands, our children, our grandchildren, bless our marriages and our relationships, bless our congregations where we congregate, oh Lord, just continue to bless America. Thank you for this wonderful experiment we call the United States of America. We have been and still are one nation under God, indivisible with liberty and justice for all. So the devil is a liar, O oh God. And we pray that as these storm clouds continue to rise, that our people remember, be still and know that thou art God. You will be exalted among the heathen. You will be exalted in all the earth. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge. Father, we ask these blessings in the mighty name of your son, Jesus. And for his sake we pray. And the people of God said, Amen. Good night, my friend.